Go to MyEverydayDopeMerch.com to buy you some merch and keep up with the dopeness. Everyday dope. The ones who enhance the flow. You know them Bruce Lee Roars and possess the glow. Yo, you're the last dragon, so you're good to go. You're giving back to the world or why you're crushing your goal. See, you ain't got to see it. You can just be it. You're the streets hope. Yeah, God told me you're dope. And you're here just to give us some pearls. We appreciate that so we can share with the world. See, you ain't gotta see it. You can just be it. You're the streets hope. Yeah, God told me you're dope. Dope to dope to dope dope. You're dope. Dope to dope to Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Everyday Dope, the podcast about dope people who do dope things. And when do they do these dope things? Well, quite frankly, they do them every day. I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield. Today's guest is gonna be Kristen Cafagno Smith. She's a homeschool extraordinaire. An award-winning mock trial coach, and she got the sweet potato ratified as the steak vegetable in Alabama. How are you doing <laughs> today, Kristen? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. That's a little intro. I got to live up to that. Hmm. No, you already lived up to it. <laughs> That's the dopeness. Oh. I mean, I mean, it's really. Oh, like, okay. It's only a smidget of the dopeness that you are. Um, oh. mainly because I have a, a day job, so I don't have the time to. <laughs> to oh, right. We'd to, have to have multiple, uh, there has to be multiple podcasts. Yes. I don't have to, I don't have the time to d- dive into your whole dopeness. Um, <laughs> so we tend to take out a smidget, right? Okay. All right. So we're going to start you off with the same question we start everybody else off with. What is mm-hmm. your definition of dope? Okay. So, this has been scaring me, Said, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I listened to the, I listened to the show. I knew this question was coming. <laughs> and I was stressed because I am so old that dope is, you know, marijuana. <laughs> it still is. What you, so, that's what they have. I guess they're called like double entendres. It's, it's nice. But that's not what you mean by dope. <laughs> so, it has some cool, hip, meaning now, whatever. <laughs> and I think I know, I think I understand what it means, but mm-hmm. you know me, you know me said, I'm going to have to turn the, t- I'm going to have to turn the tables on Mr. Sheffield. Okay, turn them. Because in our same song, we say, God told me you're dope. Mm-hmm. And I didn't call you and say, hey, Chef, I'm dope. Put me on your show. That's true. You called me and said, Kristen, <laughs> I want you to tell my friends why or tell talk to my friends about your dopeness and I didn't ask you then but I'm gonna ask you now Cedric what is your definition of dope because these people need to know what your definition is and why you think I meet that definition Mm, my definition of dope is just being um it's just just being. being just being nobody's ever asked me that that's so i appreciate you turning the tables on me but just being and ever since i met you all you've been doing is just being and so because all, i breathe i'm dope absolutely the the oh. the breath that you've breathed into my life is just dopeness right so oh the, now that's different yeah so the breath is not just the actual breath, but it's also the actions that go along with the breath, right? So with you, it's been a breath of support, you know, a breath of advice, 
a breath a breath of get your stuff together <laughs> a breath of oh say it <laughs> right <laughs> right so that's you know so that's my definition of dope just being and you being has made me better right and so, and so that's what everyday dope is about i guess i've never explained that on the show the people you know who, what the, I... pe <laughs> the people that i interview they've been being and it's made me better and i want the world to know just how dope they are that's awesome so that's what this is about <laughs> cool but you, i can go along with that yes but you can't get around the question what's your definition of dope <laughs> <laughs> okay well um so okay so i'm going to take what you said um there is a line from a song i don't even know what the name of the song is but it said there's a little bit of something me in everything in you mm. and so i know it's very capri-esque it's a wonderful life kind of thing but i think that being dope means that that little something of me that i deposit in you somehow makes you a better person mm -hmm. absolutely so you know, if that's what I'm doing or if that's what anybody's doing, then I think I think they're dope. Okay. So you feel like the the deposit that you're able to put into others and help them grow, that's dopeness. Yeah. That's what that's what being that's dope is. Dope. As long as you're yeah. out here, you know, and that's funny because I'm listening to a sermon series right now about planting seeds and you have to continue uh, to plant seeds yeah. in order for things to grow and to harvest. Right. Yep. So I like it. So, All the time. Mm -hmm. So you have been um, you have been planting bunches of seeds, right? And one of, I am a seed planter. You are a seed planter, and one of those things I am. is that you've actually basically <laughs> built a, a homeschool classroom in your garage. So, yes, so the first so the first thing I want to know is what you know why homeschool? Oh, sad. Well, okay, so. I, I'm going to be straight up with you. I always wanted to be a teacher mm, never, my whole life. Never I wanted that. to be a teacher. And um, when I started college, um, my dad was just adamantly opposed to me going into education. And um, and so I got a business degree. And, uh, and I loved my career. It was great. It was fine. But um, as I got older and started thinking about having a family, um, the idea of homeschooling to, to protect my child, I guess, from, from the world and um, for me to satisfy my lifelong dream of being a teacher, um, it was selfish in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm going to be straight up. It was selfish in a lot of ways. I wanted to teach. And um, when I had my own child and I wanted her, I wanted to um have more control over her curriculum and what she learned and when she learned it, how it was taught to her and the people that she was around and what she was exposed to and when it just all worked, just all came together. And it was just, um, turned out to be just the perfect fit. Absolutely. So from what I've seen, you've been able to, through this homeschool experience, you've been able to put those deposits into a lot of students. Right. And now it seems like you're actually, Cause you don't know this just yet. My mom is going to call you <laughs> because she's about to set up a homeschool at her house. And you've also, 
and you've wow. all, yeah, you've also advised lots of teachers, lots of parents. I do. I do. And one of my good friends, Ashley, who now has this good home th- homeschool thing going on in her home. Yeah. You know, you know, what what are the big tenets of homeschool that you feel like will make people successful at homeschooling their, their students? Well, okay. So, um, first and foremost, no one loves your child more than you do. No one wants better for your kid than you do. And so, I think when people say, oh, I could never homeschool. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, if you love your child, you can homeschool. Um, and I know you do because we do. We love our children. Um so loving your kid, um, not being afraid to learn yourself. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know all of this information was not in my brain. I mean, I don't, I don't stand up in front of a class on Thursday morning about to teach the Constitution and not have done some homework myself. Um, so you can't be afraid to go back and and freshen up your own education. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean it's. I don't know. People say they can't homeschool, and it's a whole lot easier, I think, than they think it is. It's a lot easier than it sounds, and it's very different from this whole pandemic schooling that folks were doing at home. Um, That was public school at home, and that's not the same thing as homeschooling. Homeschooling is about experiences and field trips and hands-on activities and um, getting education through life and your everyday experiences and learning and opportunities and just you know I, I don't know how to answer that <laughs> no it's, it's good because it's just it's about like understanding that it's it's not that it's not that difficult you take the curriculum and you, and you dive into it and you do the work right there's no shortcuts yes. there's no shortcuts with whatever you do whatever you do and, exactly. Um, no, there's no shortcut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I have actually been on some field trips with your class. And yeah. So, and so how do you organize that where you're looking at curriculum versus what's in the field? And how do you decide to correlate the two? Um, anything and anywhere that my kids can learn anything from I'm in. Okay. Give me an example. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. An example. Um, Bud's cookie company in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Great field trip. Um, they make, uh, the never had a Bud's cookie. They make wonderful little vanilla wafers, but they take you, they start off, um, in the in the lobby and they tell you how wonderful all their people are so the kids learn about little human resources mm, right then they take us then they take us into the manufacturing line smells delicious hot cookies i mean who doesn't love that they talk about manufacturing they talk about assembly lines they talk about henry ford a little bit um so the kids are learning some we're learning some physics we're learning some how the cookie comes out of the out of the oven and how it spends X amount of time on this little conveyor belt before they put it in the box so it has enough time to cool down. Well, why does the cookie have to cool down before you put it in the box? So that it doesn't become a spoiled, soggy, nasty mess. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then um, there's a there's a little um, 
quality QA person. What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for burnt cookies. I'm looking for cookies that aren't circular. You can have a little kindergartner there. Is this cookie a circle? Is this cookie a circle? Um, right. And then, and then you get to sample cookies when it's over. It's a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win for everybody. When I was in education, they called that differentiated instruction and cross-curricular activities. <laughs> See, as, as homeschool mamas, we don't know all that fancy stuff now. You just like, we just know we got free cookies at the end. That's what we know. Right. <laughs> free cookies but at I the end. Mean, I have an only I have an only child. I just have one daughter and she is as you know, she is super extroverted. Um the child's second sentence was let's go make a friend. <laughs> let's go make so a friend. So I could not that was her second sentence. Let's go make a friend. And um you have to get your homeschooler out of the home. We don't spend a lot of time at home. We never have. You got to get your homeschooler outside of the home. Out of the home. Because there's a whole lot more to learn out there than there is in here. Absolutely. Those are those real life things like you talked about with the cookie process. So speaking yeah. so speaking of real life, and you worked as a paralegal. Mm-hmm. And, I did. And then you, you know, you're homeschooling and you're teaching your students <clears throat> about facts, about opinions, how to argue. So you jumped into the mock trial world. So how, what kind of skills are you teaching your students to be able to argue properly with the things that you've taught them? Okay, well, first of all, I want to make sure that everybody that's listening understands that, yes, I am a homeschooler and I have one daughter. But one of the things that homeschoolers does, like said, keeps talking about my class. <laughs> what he's talking about is that it is very common for homeschoolers to get together and form a group. Um, sometimes that just happens very naturally that you, you know, run into the same people at the library and what have you, and you become friends and your kids become friends and you just start doing things together. And there are also, you know, groups that are, are formed that you can join some, you you know, pay a fee for, et cetera, et cetera. So um, what Seth's talking about is, is this, um, this group of families that we have kind of joined with just very, um, naturally joined with where the parents are friends and the children are friends and we just live and learn and kind of live life together so um, that really helps a lot too when you're on the on a homeschooling journey so the mock trial thing yes we took um, I took six girls um, just happened that they were all girls um, but I took six girls, and we competed in the um, Alabama Youth in Government uh, mock trial competition a couple of years ago in Montgomery at the federal courthouse. And um, as a paralegal, I mean, I was able to teach them some, you know, some actual legal basics. Mm-hmm. But more importantly than that, and this isn't my goal just for my trial. This is my goal in everything that I, anything that I teach my kids. I just want them to think. I want them to learn to think with a critical eye and an open mind and an open heart. And so if they can learn to look at both sides of an argument, you know, we may have been, I purposely did not tell my team what side we were on, prosecution or defense, mm. 
until we were like a month away from competition because I wanted them to prepare both sides of the argument. Because if you know what your opponent's going to say, then you're more prepared to argue against it. Exactly. And that's not just for my trial. That's for, that's for life. That's for life, right. You know, I tell Pure all the time, if you want to come to me and ask me for something that you know I'm going to say no, Mom, can I have a raise in my allowance? No. Mom, I believe I deserve a raise in my allowance because, you know, I do X number of extra chores. Well, she knows I'm going to say, yeah, but you didn't empty the dishwasher yesterday. So you better come to me with a little chart of how many times you did empty the dishwasher or what have you. You got to prove it, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And if you can anticipate what I'm going to say and be ready to nip that, to cut my argument off at the knees, battles have more than half won. Mm. So I want them to be able to think about everything in that situ- in that light, looking at all sides. Mm-hmm. Now, now that's dope. You know? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So you've taken this homeschool thing, and in my opinion, to the next level, right? So you're exposed to students. You got you got field trips, um, yes. the mock trial, all this stuff. Yeah, Kira dances. Right. Yeah. So there's, you know, you have homeschool and then your thought behind homeschool is get out of the home. Oh, and yeah. so I think that's a major misconception. And then you're solving major. and you're solving problems. Right. So you looked up at the dinner table one day and you found out that Alabama didn't have a state vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> and you took your your students, your social studies students. I think it's word history. Right. No, it was Alabama was, history. Oh, it was Alabama history. It was history. Alabama oh, history. Oh, oh, that's right, because mm-hmm. here in Georgia, the students in the eighth grade have to take Georgia history. So you're in your yeah. Alabama history class, and you find out there's yeah. no state vegetable. Yeah. And you actually, no state you, you actually solved that problem with your students. Um, I did. They did. They I didn't did. do it. They, they did. did. Uh, tell, they did it, yeah. Tell the audience about that experience. Okay, well, this is, this is another joy of homeschooling is that You know, when you find that rabbit, you can chase him all the way down the hole. And that's exactly what ended up. That's exactly what happened. We, um, Alabama celebrated its 200th birthday, bicentennial, in 2019. Um, December, uh, what's their birthday? December 14th, uh, 2019 was 200 years old. So I'm teaching an Alabama history class, which I've purposely scheduled around the bicentennial year, of course, because, hey, why not take advantage of all those experiences, right? Why not? Exactly. And so um, anyway, we decided we were going to have a birthday party. We're going to throw an Alabama birthday party. Why not eat, right? Absolutely. <laughs> because we're going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to eat now. And so we're going to have this birthday party. Well, I knew... From my, when I was learning to be a paralegal, one of our projects, one of my research projects, was to find the state vegetable of Georgia. Do you know what it is? I absolutely do not. <laughs> not living. It, it is. It is the Vidalia onion. Oh, I think I think you taught me that. Yes. I think and I what people that. may not, and what you may not realize is that you know your state flag and your state flower and your state bird and all of those things. That's, that's codified into law. You mm. can look that up in a law book the same way you can look up your property rights. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I knew that this was a thing. 
And I told the kids, hey, if we're going to plan this lunch menu, let's plan it around Alabama's official foods. That makes so sense. That's how, it, that's how it started. So the um, Alabama's official wild game bird is the turkey. So we had roasted turkey. Um, Alabama's official dessert is the lane cake. So one of the moms made a lane cake. Um, and that's how it, that's how it started. But I couldn't find a vegetable. Could not find a vegetable. I couldn't find a vegetable, which is ridiculous because here I am teaching these kids about Alabama and its agriculture and how you know how crucial. But Georgia's the same way. You know, agriculture is huge in our history and our well, even in Alabama's current economic development is all about agriculture. And so um, I thought I was missing something. So I sent an email down to the Alabama State Archives, and I told them the story. Hey, I'm teaching Alabama history. Can't find a state vegetable. I must be missing something. Can you help me out? Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, the guy writes me back. He says, I can't find one either. And he writes, but you've got us all talking down here, and we think it should be the collard green. LOL. Good luck. <laughs> So I read that email back to the kids, and they said, collard greens, yuck. Well, here goes my rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't like collard greens, what do you what do you think it should be? Oh, I think it should be squash. Ooh, that would be good. Seeds are inside, not a vegetable. What else? And so we just talked about it. We talked about what the difference between a fruit and a vegetable was. Tomato, not a vegetable. Um, and then we started looking up, well, what does what is Alabama known for? What vegetables do grow here? Sweet potatoes kept coming up. And um, so I'm like, you know what, guys? Everybody pull out a piece of paper. And I made them all write a letter to their state senator. and said, hey, we don't have a state vegetable, and we think we need one, and we think it should be the sweet potato, and this is why. <laughs> and then they wrote letters as a group, <clears throat> and then the end result was that you actually got – the sweet potato ratified yeah. <laughs> as the state vegetable. Did you get any did you yeah. did you get any free sweet potatoes from that? Oh my gosh, yes. I've gotten tons of sweet, free sweet potatoes. So where yes. where so where are the pies, Kristen? Like um The sweet potato people love me. They just they love me. The Alabama Sweet Potato Association has my picture hanging up in their in their clubhouse. Um, uh, so you're the sweet potato lady. I am the sweet potato queen. Oh, queen. Yes, I am the sweet potato queen. I have been dubbed the sweet potato queen by Senator Gudger, who represents the um, area in Alabama that grows the most sweet potatoes. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what, said? It's not about a stupid sweet potato. It's about the fact that these kids looked up who their state senator is, looked up who their state representative. They sat down. They wrote a formal letter. They put it in the mail. They addressed the envelope. The senators wrote back. They had communication with a state senator. Who's done that? I've never done it. Right. They went through the process. They went through the process. And you know what? It may not be about a sweet potato in in 10, 15 years for these kids. These kids may be gun control or abortion or something huge. Mm -hmm. But because of the sweet potato... They've, they've been through the process. They, they know 
that, that they have a voice and that somebody's going to listen and they know how to get there and what to do and who to call and how to do it, how to write a letter, how to, how to propose a solution. You don't just say, hey, we don't have a state vegetable. You say, hey, we don't have a state vegetable. And I think it should be the sweet potato. And this is my argument why I think it should be the sweet potato. Mm-hmm. No. Now that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, again, it's just it's taking that little simple project, a little stupid sweet potato. And sweet potatoes aren't stupid. I love sweet potatoes. <laughs> but I know, I know people, you know, it's like, don't they, don't they have anything better to do? Well, you know what? What better is there to do than to make a change? And to teach these children, you can make a change. You can make a difference. And they stood on the steps of the Capitol with the governor of Alabama, with three state senators, with a handful of state representatives, with the president of Alabama Farmers Association, and they made a difference. And it meant something to those people. It made a difference. They made a difference. Absolutely. And they're going to keep making, and they're going to keep making differences. Mm-hmm. That's because you're teaching them about that process and about, and that's, about the fact that they actually have a voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that little bit, that's that little bit of something me that's now and them. Yeah. You that's, know, that's the deposit that you made. And when you deposit, that's my deposit. when you deposit, you get interest and that's, you know, that's my deposit. That's good people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a harvest. All right. It's, it is a, a part in the pun, right? <laughs> now, my um, my grandmother used to call you Christy, and I never. Uh, oh, I love Granny. And I never uh, corrected her because she's no. Granny. And you don't correct. <laughs> you don't no, correct sir. Mm. So, so, so Christy, just kidding. <laughs> So, Kristen, you are wonderful. You have um, taken Aww. this this homeschool thing, um, taking the battle horns, and you're killing it. You're exposing your students. You yeah. are putting out the idea that homeschool is about getting away from the home. Um, yeah. And then mock trial, prove, prove what you have to say, and then understand that you have a voice. And you, t- yeah. you taught your students this through the process of actually making the sweet potato uh, state vegetable in Alabama. And That's all I care about. that was wonderful. Absolutely amazing. You're well, dope. You. You're amazing Aww. and splendid. But now it's time oh, to no, figure out question. if you know what's going on in these streets. All right, Kristen, we've reached the point in our show we call What's the Dopest? And you know, if you That's get right. it wrong, we're going to put you outside, even though you're in Huntsville, you got to walk around mm. uh, in, the rain. in the rain. You and Cayenne. <laughs> Y'all can yeah. do that. All right, so here's the question okay i'm ready who's the dopest <gasps> prince or barry manilow oh dad <laughs> you know i'm a fan deep down in my soul but prince oh oh <laughs> prince. prince prince okay so why oh, yeah why is prince better than barry manilow because you love barry manilow 
I do. I'm a fan of low. I'm sorry. Everybody probably just turned off. <laughs> They're probably like, oh my God, who is this woman? And I just turned the radio off. Um, okay, so um, I am I am a fan of low. I love Barry's music. I, I mean, he can't sing. I mean, come on now. I, I mean, even I, you know, even I know that. You're right. Uh, but his music is so beautiful. The words are just so beautiful. But um, I mean, Prince is a showman. I just watched um, the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, where Prince was. Did uh, that was good because see, I didn't like <laughs> that, that '90s flashback Super Bowl from the other day. I'm like, who's that? Who's that girl? <laughs> What's she saying? I didn't understand not three words. Yeah, and I think, I guess I, yeah, I mean, you know, so I'm like, y'all want to see a Super Bowl show. Y'all need to watch Prince. You need to watch Prince. (laughs) Yeah. Prince is the, Prince is the dopest. Bless him. God, I can't believe Prince is gone. So Prince is the dopest. All right, Kristen. So you got to tell us what's next for you. Cause Kristen, uh, Kira, sorry, Kira's about to graduate soon. So what's next for you? Cedric, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I hope that um, if anybody, I hope to, I hope to continue to mentor um, new homeschooling families. Um, my heart is is there. Um, I don't, you know, I, I will talk to you for free. I will, I do not charge. Some people do. Some people have businesses now where they're um, helping people get started, and I, I couldn't ever do that. Um, so if anybody ever has any questions about homeschooling, I would love to help start you on that on that path um so i plan on doing a lot of that um i would like to keep teaching i have some younger students that have kind of come through with me um obviously i got a lot of attention with the whole sweet potato thing so i have some kids that are a little bit younger Mm -hmm. i'm losing all my high schoolers i've got six kids graduating in may um and so I'm, I'm thinking about this new crop uh-huh, of kids <laughs> coming up. <laughs> um, but I, I, Cedric, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's a, and that's My baby's a, going off to college. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, I guess. That's okay. God will show it to me. God He'll put it in front of me, whatever it is. Yeah, God will definitely show it to you. Now tell the people where they can find you. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Smoke Signal. Oh, Dad, I'm way, yeah, uh, Smoke Signal's about it. <laughs> um, no, I'm on Facebook. Oh, actually, um, if you look up um, The Learning Exchange on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, I have a, a public page there. Um, I don't post a whole lot there, but if you do have a question about homeschooling or whatever, you can put it there, and I will definitely get back to you. I have a private page for just my students, um, but I have that. And um, if anybody really wants to contact me, you can call Fed and he'll give you my number. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> I will, you know, I'm happy to talk to anybody. Someone, um, someone sat down with me when Kira was about three years old. I was just overwhelmed with all the information about homeschooling curriculum and how do I do this? How do I do that? And she sat down with me over coffee for about an hour and a half and just really spoke truth and life and support and love and encouragement into me and if she hadn't i probably wouldn't be here today so mm. i want to i want to give that back mm. so if i can't help anybody I, you can find me i'm here sounds good the only thing i really want the audience because i think we've really covered just how awesome you are but i really want the audience to hear one thing that you really said homeschool is about getting away from the home away 
away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting away. Go out and experience in life. Right. We had a pro- my mom. My mom was very much against homeschooling, and we went and picked her up one day, and we we did a, a social studies project. I took Kira around. We took pictures of the library. We took pictures of the post office. We took pictures of our church. We went into the to the police station, and we took them some donuts. And we took a picture of the police station, and then we took a map, and we took out. We printed post postage stamp size pictures out of all those places, and we put them on the map. And my mom went around with us and did all that that day. And when we got home, when we pulled into my mom's neighborhood, the big yellow school bus was there. And that's when it hit her. And she said, oh, my gosh, those babies have been in the classroom all day reading about helpers in the neighborhood and reading about how to do a map and pretending to follow a map, treasure chest, whatever. She says, we've been out doing it. We've been out all day doing it. Shaking yep. hands, meeting people, looking at the places, driving here and there. And and then she got it. And she's been probably one of my biggest fans ever since. So yeah, gotta get out. It's not about it's not school at home. And it's hard it's hard for parents to get out of the, the four walls of the school because that's where we were. You know, line up to go to the bathroom, line up to do this, line up at the pencil sharpener. It's hard to get out of that mindset. But once you do World's a big old place. The world is a big old place that you, big old place. That you need to experience and make mm-hmm. your deposits because you have a voice. All right. Yes. So, Kristen, yes. we, thank you for coming to Everyday Dope. Aww, we want you to know how wonderful you are. You're super, well, super dope. Well, I'm glad you think so. And you have, I can't wait to come get some more of those meatballs. So, thank you for uh, coming to Everyday yeah. Dope. We love you. We appreciate you. Love you. Thank you. And we're going to holler at you on the other side. Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Dope. We hope you were inspired to live in your dopeness and celebrate the dopeness around you. Don't forget to rate, review, and share with your crew. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter at My Everyday Dope. I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield. And we will see you on the other side. Other, 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 other side.